Hey, everybody. Welcome to Crossroads Conversations. In today's episode, we'll be discussing Psalm 73. Um, today, we have Pastor Robert and I'm Pastor Ricky, and uh, we'll be discussing uh, Psalm 73, which was our text from Sunday. And just to overview the the uh, chapter of Psalm 73, it is a psalm of Asaph, and it's it is in the beginning. Asaph says, "Asaph says, I have a confession to make, guys. I almost tripped up. I almost made a mistake in my thinking mm. about God. I was envious." So he makes a confession, and he was honest about his state. He said, "I was envious of these guys who were enemies of God." And it seems like these these um, wicked people, these wicked people are getting everything they want. And the righteous, which is, you know, I'm part of the righteous and I'm I'm just suffering. He says, and so the first half is is him saying, I was almost I was envious. And then in verse 16, there's this this moment of of change where he goes into the sanctuary. He says, but. When I went into the sanctuary to worship, my perspective changed. And that's that's verse 16. Um, and then the after that moment where he meets God in God's presence, the rest of the psalm is his uh, kind of renewed perspective. And in the very end, he says, My heart and flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart. Man, what a fantastic and beautiful um, psalm. Mm. Yes, it is. Uh, it's incredible that, you know, obviously David didn't write this, so this is uh, one of his, um, you know, guys that was running with him, even another music minister uh, on, the, on the staff, if you will, right, Ricky? Um, and he and he wrote this psalm. I think it's a psalm of encouragement to so many people that you feel like you're, um, you know, running this race. You know, you're running this. It's obviously, it's called the rat race, right? And and you're just running. You're spinning on that wheel. You're 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 going fast, going nowhere. You're seeing people around you, neighbors, coworkers, whatever, that feel like that you think they're like getting more, attaining more. Um, they've got more clout, they've got a better job, they've got better pay, they've got all these things, and we lose our perspective sometimes um, because it's it's just, I was I mean, so much of this passage and so much of his sermon on Sunday made me think about Simon Peter trying to walk on water. You know, you're good until you take your eyes off Jesus. Yeah. And when you take your eyes off Jesus is when you begin to sink. It's when It's when your foundation crumbles. It's when... You know, you can even be doing God's stuff. Like, you can be in the middle of God's will and just take your mind off of Him, and you begin to sink. Yeah, absolutely. So the key to not going the wrong way is keeping your eyes on God. Yeah. Keeping your eyes focused on the Lord. You know, the, the point you brought up in the intro of envy, I mean, just think about it. Man, I mean, we could get trapped in envy, couldn't we? Yeah. I mean, you you can sing like nobody's business, and I could get trapped in envy and be like, want to sing like you. 
and I could go, oh my gosh, if I could only sing like him. And I could go to singing classes and I could do all these things to become the singer and all these things, but I'd never sing like you because that's your thing. God's made you that way. Um, you know, and that's an example of a brother to a brother, but man, there's stuff, there's people out there that are extremely successful that I have no idea about their faith at all. So I don't want to assume somebody's lost or assume somebody's saved, you know, but I can tell you this, one of my favorite things in the world, uh, especially growing up all the way through, um, young adult. And when I was playing a lot was basketball. I love to play basketball. There's a problem. I'm five eleven, you know? And that's it. I mean, 5'11 on a really good tall day, you know? If I wear my boots, I might hit six foot. But that's it. I'm not going to play in the NBA. I don't care if I am on fire one night and I'm hitting the threes all over the place. I'm not going to the NBA. It's just not going to happen. And, uh, I mean, I've seen some of those guys. I just I love to watch them. And they'll hit that thing from almost midcourt on a straight shot. Nothing crazy like throwing it up there. And I just go, how in the world do they get their wrists to do that all the way from half court? And they're just, they're pros, man. It's what they do. And you can get your mind off. I mean, I've seen people trade their stuff to try to be like somebody else or try to be something they're not because of that envy, you know? They've pursued things. They've chased things in this world. And sometimes it's just like, man, relax. Yeah. Less is more. I mean, I, I was talking to Pam last night and just telling her in, in the last few years, one of the best weeks I've, I've had was um, I, I took some time off and, and Pam had to come. Pam had to leave me for a few days and I was trapped in a cabin in North Georgia by myself. OK, like literally I didn't have any wheels for a few days. I had no, I was trapped, you know, and there wasn't a lot to do except for. I learned how to keep my eyes on God and I learned how to rest and I learned how to just relax and do the, you know, not get caught up in my circumstances around me. Just take a step back, breathe for a minute and realize that I don't have to look at what he says. I mean, he says, for I envied the arrogant. I saw the prosperity of the wicked. There's yeah. it's that all over the place. If you get caught up in that man, the guy next to you at the lights got a nicer car than you, you know? And the people in the grocery store, they got nicer clothes and they got more stuff in their buggy than you. We, we, we've got to get our perspective right. And I think you alluded to that when we see that ASAF literally takes steps to get those, that perspective right. Yeah, and I mean, and seeing other people that, that have things that, you know, in, you, know you, you, see, you see people and you think that they have things that, that you want, you know, you, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's the house or the job or the, the salary, uh, or the, um, the respect, but man, it's so easy to accidentally slip into that. And I think contentment is the, would maybe contentment in the Lord is the opposite of of envy, being grateful for what mm-hmm. God's given you and where, and just remembering that God's really in control. God is your provider. Yeah. And God has placed you in the place that he, he has you for a reason. Yeah. And to not to say that there's not a place for ambition, but the place of envy, um, just to rest in the Lord and 
whatever your circumstance is, is like the song says, it's well with my soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think this is such a great verse to check our hearts and say, man, where is my heart? Like, am I envious right now of wanting things that other people have or, or just wanting discontent, wanting things that I don't have? Yeah. Man, that's me all the time. Like, yeah. That I mean, I'm I'm super convicted about that. Um, contentment is difficult for me. Mm. Well, I think you know it's funny you say that. You and I obviously are we have a pretty big gap in our ages, you know. And I believe I could probably be your dad, my son Ricky, uh, spiritual father. That's right. That's right. The but I can remember feeling way more like that than I do now, like. I guess maybe the older you get, the more content you you do get, especially if you're walking with God and you're trying to mature in your walk. And and you get like, boy, boy, I can tell you, I, I really remember that, you know. And I think I think there's something important that we all need kind of an aha moment. We all need a wake up call. We all need that 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 light bulb to click on, you know. Asaph did. And it's mm-hmm. in that it's in that next passage. It's when he worshipped. Yeah, that's the key. I'm gonna read it. Okay, it says, uh, "When I tried to understand all this, it seemed hopeless. Then, or until I entered God's sanctuary, yeah, and then I understood. How about that? That's pretty good. Yeah, he's wrestling with Heath." Heath kind of talked about it in the, in the yeah. sermon on Sunday, which, by the way, Heath, you did a fantastic yeah, job right. on your sermon. I meant to mention that in the intro. Um, mm. But the fact that Asaph is wrestling with something that he's wrestling with, why are the wicked blessed and the righteous suffer? So that's his perspective. Right. But he's wrestling with this, and he's and then the verse that you read, he says, "This is too much for my brain. My brain's <laughs> going to explode." Lord, I give it to you. Right, I don't. Understand. And he goes into the sanctuary, which was their place of worship, mm. and he was a he was a priest. Yeah, and he went into there to worship, and man, he just was his perspective was changed. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's funny you say that. We're here at the church recently, and somebody just came to pray in the worship center, mm. you know, and said, I don't need anything. I just need to pray. And, you know, I think they needed that aha moment in their life. I think they needed to just hear from God. Mark Batterson says something, and this is really important for this context. He says, a change of place and a change of pace equals a change of perspective. Okay, mm. and that is one of the strongest statements. If you mm. and Joel yeah. Mom said that too. If you remember, Joel quoted uh, Mark when he was here. A change of place and a change of pace equals a change of perspective. Mm. Sometimes, um, and if you're listening, you don't know this, but we'll have staff meeting on Tuesday mornings. You may know that, but um, Ricky, you do this. I know, and I, I did it today, but. Sometimes after staff, we've been sitting a while, you're doing your thing, you got to get up and go outside for a minute, walk around. You get a little fresh air. You get that perspective change because you change your place and you change your pace. So breathe and do what you need to do. It's like me when I went to the mountains. I totally changed my location. 
I changed my perspective, what I was doing, and, and, and it changed my perspective because of those things. And, and listen, if you need, if, if you're getting your eyes on the wrong thing hmm. and you need to change your perspective, you got to be like Asaph. Asaph went into the sanctuary. He went into the place to worship God, you know, and it's just that important that you have to um, do some things like it's not going to just change unless you take some steps to see it that way. Does that make sense? So let's talk about for a second how. Okay, practical application here. Yeah. How does one spend time with God? Some of you guys feel really confident in your ability to spend time with God or that's something that's normal routine. Some of you guys are, that's something you would like to learn. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say that the way I was taught by my dad, um, when I was younger was, it was before I started to spend time with God on a regular basis. And I said, dad, um, I want to spend, I want to know God more. I want to want to know God more. Right. Like I'm not there to yet. It's like wanting, yeah. I'm not to the place yet where I want it bad enough to actually get up and read the Bible and pray. Right. But I want to want that. And yeah. he said, well, tell God that. And that was revolutionary for me. to. So I, I prayed God, I prayed to God and I said, all right, Lord, I just was honest with him. I'm not there. Like, I don't actually want to read the Bible, but I want to want to read the Bible. Yeah. (laughs) And he started giving me that desire when I started opening up the Bible. And so what you do is you open up the Bible and you literally just pray and you say, Lord, I pray that you would help me to understand the words that I read. Yeah. And then you just start reading it. Yeah, and there's some there's some really good tools out there too to, that can encourage you um, for that to hear from God. Devotionals that are out there, you know, one of the classics is uh, "My Utmost for His Highest," and um, you know that's a that's an all time classic. Um, some C.S. Lewis stuff that's out there. Obviously, some of the newer stuff, Tim Keller, whatever. There's some good stuff out there. Um, there's some of the ladies um, stuff is really good and. Um, I, I know I joked about reading the ladies book last year, but it, but it was life changing for me. I read uh, Lisa Turkist and uh, she had some great stuff in, in her book and just encouraging. And, you know, we can it's kind of like that nudge. It's kind of like the prompting, you know, and to have somebody beside you prompting you or having a tool in your hand that can encourage you to do that. Obviously, scripture, let's just I mean, we could start and end at scripture. Yeah. And, and you said that. Um, but you know, you find that verse, you find that thing. And the more you read God's word, the more it speaks to you. And that's, it's just, that's the more he speaks to you through it. It's, yeah. I mean, the word is living and active and it's, it's Jesus and incarnate really. And so we get to hear from God when we open his word, you know? Yeah. And what happens for me from the very beginning and what happens today is anytime I spend time reading the text, reading the Bible and spending time talking to God in prayer, my heart is rejuvenated. Like my spirit is revived 
And just like ASAP, my perspective has changed, and I develop a passion for God, a love for God, a love for the world and the people around me. Um, there's this renewal of heart, and I, I, I'm reminded of Jesus where he said, I am the living water, mm. and I'm the bread of life. That's I've good. come to give you life and life to the fullest. Um, mm, that's and good. I think that's the starting place. You You think about Jesus, he went, it says he went often up to the mountain to pray by himself yeah. Yeah, because he knew that his strength came from God. Like it's the same yeah. thing as this. He he knew that in order to not be like Asaph and get off track, That's he right. had to spend time with God in right. prayer. And he was, he would have spent time with God. He would have been praying. He was so intimate with God, even when he's in the midst of people. Yeah. But I think that element of getting away and, just like Asaph, he had to go to the sanctuary and pray and yeah. worship and spend time in the Word in order for his perspective to change. Um, we just have to protect that time. Yeah, that's right. So uh, it, it it causes me to think back to what Heath actually titled his sermon, How Not to Get Stuck in a Rut. Mm. Okay, and... You know, unless you've been stuck in a rut, you can't really relate to it. But man, when you've sat there in the woods, in the middle of nowhere, and you're by yourself, and your wheels are spinning, and you're not going anywhere, and you've got a little panic going on, like, what in the world am I going to do to get out of this? Wow. You're talking about literally in the woods? Yeah, I'm talking about literally. Yeah, we've been there. Yeah. We got lost hiking one time. Yeah. And then it got dark. You were in a rut, man. Yeah, we were at Chattanooga. (laughs) And we were, we, we, all of a sudden the conversation stopped. Mm. We, yeah. Where are we? Mm. We were scared. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, that happened to me growing up. You know, I was out in the woods and and it was a mud thing and it had just rained and, and we were stuck, man. And Ricky, recently, as like two years ago, I got my first four-wheel drive truck, okay? I never had a four-wheel drive before. And I can remember having a two-wheel drive truck in the snow in Louisville and just spinning all over the place and just act, just, it was crazy. It was like, oh my gosh, we're going to have a bad accident here, you know? And so if it was snowing, we'd... We would put these big sandbags in the back of the truck and all that kind of stuff. Well, I was down in the woods and uh, I was I was getting ready for hunting season last year, and there was this one spot. It had just rained, and I looked at it and I was like, I can't get, I can't go through that. Like I can't. I'm going to get stuck, and there's nobody out here. And then Hudson, my son, he goes, Dad, just put it in four wheel drive. Mm. And I was like, Oh yeah, I can do that. And so I did it, and y'all look, I went right through that thing, okay? My takeaway is this. Listen to what the Scripture says. But as for me, God's presence is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge so I can tell about all you do. Here's the thing. God's presence Mm, is like having that four-wheel drive there, and you get through that rut. Okay, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, I I have that, and oh yeah, I have God's presence. I have God with me. Oh my goodness, the Holy Spirit is here. Let us not forget that. 
Yeah, verse 26. This is after his perspective has changed. Mm -hmm. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish, but you put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. It's awesome. I mean, man. So when you get out of the rut, you can't tell the people around you at your work, at school, neighborhood, that it's how great you are. It's how great your God is. Yeah. That I may tell of all your works. Well... Robert, great discussion today. Thanks for mm. thanks for all your wisdom and insight. It's fun, man. And I just want to say one more time while we're doing this, y'all look, it really is about God. It's all about God. You stay in step with Him. You do what He's calling you to do. Shine the light of Jesus. He is your refuge. It's been great, Ricky. Thank you. Thanks for joining today in our discussion. And we want you to know that it is our desire to encourage and equip you to continue growing in your journey of faith in Jesus.